Hi guys, welcome back to Barely Bearable. This is episode 50, and thank you guys so much for listening for 50 episodes. I have my third guest tonight, a dear friend of mine. Her name's Carmela. The Big Five O. Thank you for having me. You're this here. is thank awesome. Thank you so much for coming. Um, we're kicking off spooky season. Halloween's next week. It is Halloween week. So I thought this was so appropriate to... <laughs> Asked you to be on my show. We've been talking about this forever. Since you um, started the pod. Yes. Uh, what is your occupation? I am my title. What's your title? Tell me. My title is licensed embalmer. What is that? <laughs> I work with dead bodies. <laughs> oh my God. It's just so wild to me. But you know, you do, you make a killing in it. Pun intended. <laughs> That was and a good your, one. Your clients are just dying to see you. Dying. People are dying to <laughs> so get into the you, business. you work based out of Long Island, and it's a family business. It is. How long has it been in your family for? This year, we're celebrating 100 years. Whoa, that's Fourth crazy. generation. That is wild. So I'm assuming a lot has changed in 100 years with procedures and everything. Do you know of any off the top of your head? Obviously, evolution. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot has changed over the years. Just like the style of services now yeah. is completely different. It's so wild to me. Wait, so I completely forgot to ask. How do we know each other? <laughs> well, we are old friends. It's we, we're going on what? 12, 13 years of friendship, almost, right? Yeah. About. Yeah. I, that's crazy. It's crazy. We went to school together. Oh my god. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, that's a, that's a long time. It's a long time. Um so what was that burrito story you started telling me? <laughs> Your favorite story? My favorite story of oh, you God. was you had one of my frozen burritos and at I 2 a.m. I, I had it in my dorm. I think we were hanging out. We went to 7-Eleven. Then you came in my dorm and you put it in my free- freezer because we were hanging out. Yeah, we were going out. You left the party early per usual. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, get me out of here. <laughs> I came to get my burrito at 2 a.m. and you had already eaten oh, it. I did. I didn't think you would come back to my room. I was like... <laughs> There's no way this bitch is coming to my room at 2 a.m. to ask you for a You slammed the door in my face. <laughs> and I gave and you $5. And dollar under the door. <laughs> Goes, sorry, bitch. I hate the burrito. How pissed were you? You were looking forward to that burrito. At the time, I was pissed. I was like, what the hell am I going to do with a dollar oh, bill? Yeah. Like, oh, what am God. I going to do with this money? I'm not going to get food at this time. Oh, my God. That's so funny. So talk to me about how long... Like, what is the process of becoming an embalmer? How long does it take? And tell me about it. So it's a school. You have to go through mortuary program. I believe in the Northeast there's two, but don't quote me on that. Um, there is one out of New York City, which I did online. It's a two-year associate's degree. I went, I did it all online while I was working full-time for my family. It took me about three, three and a half years. Then you have to graduate. Every state is different. And what is this good for? Like, what can you do without this? Because you said you're working with your family. What can you do without it? That's pretty specific to that profession. <laughs> it's, it's you, you go and you do, it's a mortuary science degree. Pretty yeah. much. I'm pretty sure it's occupational studies within the mortuary science. So you, you have to have an apprenticeship basically, like yes, follow you graduate, a licensed person. Yeah. You graduate, you take national board exams, um, depending on the state you're in. I had to take two arts and science. Um, you serve a year apprenticeship. Whoa. You have to embalm 50 bodies. Embalm 50 bodies. Take a state law exam. A law exam? Yes. The laws of 
funerals. Oh, wow. I'm sure there's a lot. There's and, a lot. and they're all different probably yep. in the South because, you know, they're weird there. <laughs> you have to pass with a 70 at least on all of these tests. And then you have to embalm in front of a state examiner. Talk to me about what was it like growing up in a funeral home? Because didn't your house was attached to the yeah, funeral home? It was like my girl. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um. So, yeah, we were little kids running around. One story I can tell was... Um, my dad was getting ready for a wake per usual. Um, obviously it wasn't a usual thing. It was this girl. She had cancer. She was my age and she passed. But what your age at the time, a kid, my age at the time I was maybe like, I want to say five or six. So I was with him and you know, I was running through the funeral home. They let us do that during, you know, when no one else was there Yeah. and I had a Barbie in my hand and I put my Barbie in her casket like she was one of my friends. I Whoa. gave her my Barbie. So my dad had, had called the family and just said, you know, because he likes to relate to yeah. people and, totally. and be transparent. Um, he said, you know, she looks really good and peaceful. Oh, um, yeah. Just to let you know, I have a daughter that's the same age as her. And she was with me and she thought it was one of her friends. She put her Barbie in the casket. Oh, that's hard, yeah. And um, they came for the wake and they brought me a gift bag oh, of so cute. Barbies and bubbles and all this stuff. And I remember that. And I remember it specifically because when I was 21, I had gone out to dinner with my dad. Yeah. And we walked into this restaurant and this woman looked at me and instantly started to cry. Whoa. She was the mom. Yeah. She goes, looking at you is like looking at my daughter. That's so sad. It was really sad, but she, it brought her so much peace. It was like, you know, this is a sign from her. And like you're this wonderful woman. Yeah. That's that's nice. Yeah. It was, it's pretty crazy. So moments like that, as, as tough as it is when you deal with it, it's why we do what we do. It's a beautiful thing. When, do you remember the first time you saw a dead body? Oh gosh, no. Like, and I forgot what I was watching. Maybe not Dexter, Six Feet Under. Mm-hmm. I believe he was a kid and the dad was like cutting up this man. And the guy from Six Feet Under was just um, talking to his dad. Like, how's your day? Yeah. How was school? And he was sawing <laughs> off something. I Is think it they like fantasize that? that a little bit. No. Yeah. Um, they, I feel like when we were younger, my parents used to say they were dolls. So we understood it, Um, but we would never go into like the prep room when we were kids. It kind of was like, you don't go over there just because we're little kids. What do we know? When did you start to go there? (gasps) When were you like, you know what? I'm going to go in my family business. When you're, when you're a little bit older, you know, I was old enough to know what it was, obviously. Yeah. I wasn't a little kid anymore. So, you know, this is what we do and. It always freaked me out. The prep room still does. Don't like going in there. Oh, we're going to get into that. I have some <laughs> questions for you. It's not my favorite test. Oh, I, I'm sure. I love all of this. So I want to ask you embalming process from I just died. I died in a car accident. What happens? So if you die in a car accident, you're going to go to the medical examiner. They're going to do a full autopsy on you oh my God. to <laughs> so determine wild. how you died. Car accident. Yes. <laughs> like they'll put blunt force trauma of the head, neck, and back or yeah. something like that. Head, neck, and torso. Something like that. Um, then, you know, your family will come in and meet with us. We'll make the arrangements. We'll go out to um, the medical examiner's office. And, and what? Like 24 hours, 48 hours? Depends. Typically on the family. Um, usually Catholics, right? Yeah. But I believe Jewish people is it's the next it's day. Immediately. It's immediately. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Catholics, um, they they'll typically come in the next day. Um, yeah, that's depending hard. Depending on when it is, yeah. Yeah, that's really hard. Especially like a freak accident. Yeah. Like that. 
And then we'll go out to the medical examiner, transport your body back to our home. Your home. Our home. Your house. That's what we call it, our home. <laughs> no one's ever alone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I would say so. And, um, you know, we have a prep room. That's what we call it. The prep room. The prep room. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, you're laid on a table. Typically, they're porcelain. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> and then we get to getting. And what does that mean? I, I need to know more. It's essentially... Um, you So at the time, let's say I'm an organ donor. All my organs are back at the hospital. Well, if you're an organ donor and you're in a car accident you're, and your organs are still vital, they'll harvest your organs like right on scene. Oh, wow. But if you're an organ donor and you're just like older and you just die in a hospital, your organs can't really be harvested because a lot of them don't work 100%. Yeah. So then do you take them out? It's like freak accidents. So no, your organs don't even, that's such like a falsity. Your oh. organs don't even get donated. What happens is they'll take your bone and your corneas and sometimes your skin for skin graphing, but your organs shit. will stay intact. Don't take my eyes. I can't see shit. I got <laughs> I bad lights. I don't know if it goes by like your actual vision or just like the eyeball map. Sure. Don't quote me on it. So I want to ask you. So the embalming process is basically... A chemical, so in school you learn biology, chemistry, pathology. You have to know what the person dies from because you're mixing a chemical into their bloodstream to, it's going to react with your blood. You're, you're, yes, you're pumping some of the blood out, but you're pumping a lot of chemicals in there. The chemicals are to preserve, so when you're living, your blood is pumping and you're creating proteins to maintain yeah. your... Science, look yes. at this, go off. I do have a brain up in yeah. here. Yeah, no, of course you do. <laughs> so basically, what you're doing with these chemicals is to make it like you're still living. It creates these protein bonds and it preserves what you have in there because you instantly start to break down. When and do you start rotting? Like, when do I start to smell? It depends. I mean, I smell like... I mean, it Lately, I can't not wear deodorant. I just smell same, like shit lately. Same. Like straight onions. <laughs> like straight up. Like, I can't just get away with it. It's the sweat. It's yeah, the sweat. like, am I rotting? <laughs> yes. Yes. The answer is yes. It depends on what you um, die from. But, I mean, there's always some sort of odor because you do... It's called purge. Purge. The purge. You do purge when you die. So, you release gases... From your mouth or your bowel area? What's the proper term for that? Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. Yes. So you you purge um, from your mouth um, and from your lower region. Also, you... Every, when you say that means everything just leaks. Yeah. Yeah. Your eyes leak? No, not your eyes. Your ears, your nose. But what comes out of your, your head, your ears? Yeah, sometimes blood. Sometimes just like fluid. It, I guess, does it depend on what you died it from? It does. Like if you have like a brain tumor or something and you have yeah. a lot of fluid up in your head, it'll, you'll purge from your nose or your ears and your mouth. Of course, yeah. that's Because it's, it's the pressure. Now the pressure's being relieved yeah. because your body isn't working to like get rid of it or keep it in or whatever. Same thing with your bowels. You that's completely so lose. You just, you pee and you... There's fecal matter, you know? That's what happens. Um, so, okay, I think I cut you off, of course, about... Um, so, you start the embalming. You, you yes, put, you it's pump a chemical. That in me. Okay. And it, it essentially, this machine simulates your heart pumping. So, it pumps this fluid, this chemical... Through your heart. It pumps Everything. it. You have to raise an artery and a vein. Talk about that. Yeah. Typically, we, how I've learned is to raise from your right jugular and carotid. Where is that located? It's on the right side of your neck. 
So right here? Yes. Oh, that's It's thick. right above your clavicle, right below your ear. Ugh, that's thick. Yeah. And you, you know, learn to raise them. Yeah. And you pump this fluid into the body. You have to know what a person dies from because there's dyes in this chemical. And if the dye reacts with whatever pathogens you have in your body. So when you say pathogens, are you referring to drugs like overdose? No, or? like say you have liver failure. Like okay. you die from sources of the liver. You're typically jaundice. So your body's yellow. Yellow. You yeah. You pump something into, you pump a chemical and it's the wrong chemical into this person's body they could turn green. No. Yeah. Then it's, what do you do from there? And it's makeup. Oh, it's a lot of makeup. A lot of makeup. Like the Long Island girls. Yeah. A lot of makeup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you cake that shit on. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So you put it in my carotid artery, pump it in, and then what? How long does that take? I mean, it really depends on each person, what they die from, how much they weigh, how Me, long they I'm, have to okay, last. I'm, I just died in a car accident today. Mm-hmm. You. Well, this is a this is tricky because when you're post yeah when you have been autopsied, you're not just doing a straight. It, this isn't grandma where you're doing just the carotid and jugular. You have to do what's called a six point injection. You have to raise every vessel, armpits, neck. It's your Whoa. axillary, your carotid, and your femoral. You have to do the injection because you're not going to get all of those vessels are broken. They go into your body and they take your organs out. They cut your chest plate. So oh, you don't have that I, circle of willis. Yes, I see what you mean. Yeah. So you have to six-point inject to make sure you get distribution through the whole the body. The whole body. Yeah, that makes sense. But when it's like grandma and she just... 96 years old she had it coming had the great life you know she was eating a hot dog and having a martini with her great grandkids in south carolina last week and she just had a stroke and didn't make it yeah i mean she she lived a great life she lived a great life this is simple you just raise you know it's an hour so okay i'm like about an hour so then what happened so i'm fully embalmed i'm naked under a table and then what well, you have a sheet on you. Typically, when we're doing this whole process, we'll we'll set your features in your face because, of course, it hardens your body. When you say set, what does that um, mean? You know, we'll we'll close the mouth. Is it true you sew it? Some people sew it, or you have that's called a needle injector. So you inject this like wire into your mandible and maxilla, which is your yeah. I'm like talk jaw. to us. We my my viewers don't know what that means. <laughs> it's your jaw. Um, in the top and the bottom, and then you twist it together like a twist tie and keeps the mouth shut. And it's visible from the other side, correct? So yeah, you, you put it in there and then like typically the lips are either waxed or, or glued shut. Wow. What about the eyeballs? Eyeballs, you get like contacts. They put these caps. Yeah. So they're like ridged. So your eyes will stay closed because some people will die and their eyes are open. Yeah. I looked that up and I was like, wow, those look like they hurt, but you're dead. So you you wouldn't feel it. So (laughs) um, how do you, do you put underwear and bras on these people? You do. Tell me about that. So it's actually a lot easier when the families give us brown underwear. Why? Like just because to, it's just easier to. Do you I have mean, your own underwear? You put on them. Yeah, we could, but I mean, typically you're in plastic afterwards. What do you mean? Just in because plastic? there could be leakage. Oh, so you okay. Want to make sure they're they're protected. And like a diaper, if you will, right? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um. So. So um, the diaper goes on, then the underwear. Yeah, you pretty much get dressed as you're dead, the same way you would get dressed as if you were living, and that's what we say to people: bring the clothes that they would wear a normal day going out. Socks, shoes, you don't see it, but, you know, socks, shoes, underwear, bra, bra, shirt, pants, dress, whatever. 
Wow. I'm just like, my jaw's on the floor. Speaking of mandibles. Yes. Um, that is interesting. Okay. So what I'm dying, dying, I keep using the word dying. dying what I'm dying to ask you is, do these b- bodies, these deceased, do they move and make noises? Because I heard they do. Because it's gas, right? Yeah. Like, I guess there's kind of a gurgle sometimes when you first, like when they're fresh. Like what's fresh? 24 hours? Like hour. 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 And the, it's the gas moving. Yeah. It's the gas just coming out. It's not, they, they're not Talking? speaking. No. I'm going to talk. I'm a mouthy bitch. What about, um, do they move? There's not a lot of, uh, people think they twitch. I haven't really experienced any twitching or any of that. Of course, like rigor, but that's not moving. That's just your body stiffening up. When you, you said rigor, what is rigor? Rigor mortis. Tell me that. It sounds like, like a horoscope. <laughs> um, but it comes on within a few hours of you passing and then it, it goes away and then it comes back again. That's the stiffening? The stiffening. So, you so want to embalm like a-, a body before they're in rigor. Oh, because when they're in after? rigor, it's just tough. I thought I was under the impression that these bodies are like uh, dummies. Like they're very like no. mobile. Oh, they're, they are very mobile. But they're stiff in but a way. But when they get rigor, they're stiff as a board. And that's They're it. like, you could be in the fetal position and you won't move out of that position. You can't take them out? No, it's tough. Weird. You have to like really kind of get the movement. Yeah. I mean, it's easy when you're going to get them depending on where they are because you have a lot of you can grab them and it's not loose and and there's not a lot of movement you can kind of get them um but when they're not what is the hardest thing like um is it like the hardest thing to deal with a car accident cancer uh murder shotgun to the face like what is it's all really sad probably yeah gunshot gunshot yeah to the head how it's gonna be like a non-really viewable thing Depending on where it is, because you're. Do head. you construct, uh, like, make we noses do. and stuff? It's like part ha- of restorative arts, one of the classes. Oh, you're like a I had to sculpt a nose in six hours in order to pass. I did a decent job. And do you just do a nose, or do you have a photo you could, of you'd them? You'd have to do that. Yeah, you get a photo. Um, you'd have to do the whole face. That's like few and far between. I couldn't tell you the last like time we rare. actually had to sculpt. Yeah. And you sculpt ears, right? And just everything. That is so wild. So that, that, I don't know what to say. And on that note. <laughs> on that note, here's Wonderwall. Now, um, are you, are you ever, are you ever scared? And do you have a time where you were scared? There have been times at like 2 a.m. after I pick up a body and I'm in there by myself and I'm in just where, the mortuary? In, in the, in the funeral home. Okay. Walking through, it's dark. You get kind of a creepy vibe. Yeah. Sometimes, very rarely, because remember, I grew up there. Yeah. So I've been out there quite a few times. Alone. Alone, in the dark. But sometimes there's just something about when you pick up a body and bring it back. <laughs> and like some, you're oh, there and yeah. it's in the middle of the night and it's dark. It's almost like, all right, this is kind of creepy. So how do you deal with um, a heavy, heavy body? Like what is the procedure? Leverage. What does that mean? Well, I guess it's leverage. It's all how you can distribute the weight it depends on where they are if they're like 600 pounds on the floor we're calling the local fire department wait so are you saying like this person died in their house on their floor or they just you have saying- a heart attack they're on the floor at home the medical examiner doesn't want to take them in for an autopsy because they have an, a history of heart 
disease. So they're calling us two o'clock in the morning. They are 600 pounds. They are on the floor. I take one look and I am like, we can't do this. Can't do it. So he's on the the third floor. What does the fire department do? Fire department comes with six people, big tarps. And do they bring it to your home? Bring it to our, our vehicles. How do you deal with that from there? We have he's to get our whole pounds. team. Our whole team. Maron. Mm-hmm. My God, what a sight. And didn't team. you say that um, obese people are a fire risk when you cremate them? Tell yes. me about that. So <clears throat> when you cremate someone that's 600 pounds or obese, bariatric, they have to be the first person to be cremated of the day because... That's when the oven is still cool. It's just heating up and they have fats and they have a lot more fats than a 150 pound person. Okay. So, so I'm when good. heat, when you get, when you heat up oil in a pan, yeah. it gets hot. Yeah. And if there's too much, you can get a grease fire on your stove. Totally. Or in your oven. No. Same thing. Same How big thing. are your ovens? They're human sized. But like, are, when you say human, I was just going to say my kitchen oven. <laughs> no, no. Are they like, uh, I'm assuming they're long, obviously, but are yeah. they wide? They're, I mean, people are always like, oh, how do I know that you're only cremating one person? You can only fit one person in there. It's like as big as a casket. Wow. And how hot is it? I think it's 1,700 degrees. Wow. I so think. you can't cook in there. Oh, no. You'll have a, you'll have a burnt turkey. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be gone. Um, I don't even think there'll be bones left because the turkey bones are really frail. That's wild. So talk to me about the cremation process because I, I'll tell you later actually, but go into it. It's quite a long process. People think that we just pick someone up and like burn them in the car on the way home and then they can come tomorrow and pick (laughs) them up. But it's a permanent thing. Of course, there's a ton of paperwork. Um, So, you know, we pick them up. We have to hold them for every state has different requirements. Some could be 24 hours, 48 hours whatever i think it was like an old wives tale they like to hold them for a certain amount of time to make One, sure there's to no make foul sure they're play. dead or two to make sure it's really what the family wanted because again catholics didn't believe in cremation they, it's just been accepted in the catholic church within like the last 10 or 20 years wow they accept cremation now so i think it was to make sure it's really what they wanted to do kind of thing so um when the cremation happens it's quite a few hours i think it's 1700 degrees but i'm not 100 percent sure Cremation operators are, crematory operators are different than funeral homes. Don't you do both? We do. Is that but unlike, we is don't that uncommon? Have, we subcontract crematories um, because you can't just go to a crematory and have someone cremated. You, you have to go to a funeral home. Interesting. Yeah, they're subcontracted. So um, you go to the crematory, you're cremated for several hours. and How long does it take, typically? It depends. And if you're 600 pounds at 9 a.m., it's going to take you most of the day. But if, it, if, if it's like you, middle of the day, end of the day, three hours, Looking four at hours. me, I don't like the way it scared me. <laughs> so three hours? Yes. I'd and then people ash. are like, oh, yeah. So people think ashes are like ashes that you see in your fireplace. No. Your fireplace doesn't go up to 1,700 degrees, honey. Let me tell you. (laughs) So it's all, everything burns off. Your organs, your skin, everything. All that's left is bone. Whatever metal you have in your body is then removed because obviously metal doesn't burn, even though people ask for gold teeth all the time. Wait, so you you have to, what do you mean by that? People want us to extract their loved one's gold teeth to pawn them. 
So do you? No, I'm but, not a dentist. Yeah, but okay. So will the gold melt, obviously? Yeah, gold is such a soft metal. It does melt. But like um, like titanium or metal screws and pins and stuff, so, those so stay. You're saying you... Oh, they stay in. They'll the stay oven. in. So after the cremation process, they go through with like a big magnet and they take all the metal out because the next step is... Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the next step is... You're being pulverized. So all that's left over I, is... That sounds like what I like to do. All that's... Like, oh, same. To me. Same. <laughs> I like to get done to me. Um, what is all, that? All that's left over is brittle bone. So that's what your ashes are. So they're going to be white if it's done correctly. And they stick you in a blender. A blender. Yes. And blend your bones into bullet? that soft sand ashes. I think it's a little more industrial than It's a, a huge... Is it massive? Yeah, it's pretty big. I mean, think about it. If you're like six five, you have big bones, so you're gonna Top. have a lot. Like you're gonna have like eight to ten pounds of bones. Like I think I have six point six pounds of bones. So, so the the average probably weighs fifteen pounds. Five to ten pounds, we say. Wow. Five to, and people like get them back and they're like, whoa. Where's where, where are they? Like, why is this so heavy? He they're like, a, oh, I wasn't was expecting. I'm like, oh yeah, when they're like big, but I mean, imagine your bones that you'd have to. Hold up a 600-pound body. Yeah, that's probably pretty big. Thick. Thick and juicy. Thick and juicy. Do you have to take out breast implants and jaw implants and all these implants? No implants. Well, if they're being... Well, actually, I think across the board, you know, burial or cremation, they don't. I did have someone ask me once if we had to take her implants out before the cremation. So the implants just burn? Melt. Yeah. But I thought they would cause a fire because they're like... No. The only thing, which is very interesting, that will explode... Is if you have a pacemaker, has a lithium ion battery in it. Oh shit! I didn't think of that. So, so those we have to remove. That's do just you not the or only the thing. hospital does we that? We do. So you just go in the heart and just. It's like it's very superficial on your skin. What do you? You mean can by usually that? feel it, like right oh, underneath you your skin. Yeah. So you can typically tell. We just go in there with a the scalpel and just pull it out. Pop it right out. Pop it out. Like popping a pimple. Carmela, geez, Louise. So do you have any funny stories about your job? I know it's very morbid, but I'm sure we all have funny stories about work. Do you have any funny stories about yours? Yeah, we try to keep it. I mean, we keep it really light. Of course, given what we're doing, you have to find the fun in things. (laughs) These stories are not really funny, but it's funny now looking back on them. We had this one girl and she she fell in the front of the church. and. She tried to use the casket to catch her. No. Thank God the casket did not fall. They're locked, right? They are. Like super They're locked. They're sealed. Yeah. So like if you dropped it, nothing would happen? I mean, hopefully if it's a wood, it doesn't splinter into a million pieces. <sighs> They're that heavy, be, right? How heavy are they? Very. Wood caskets are very heavy because just think of like thick planks of wood yeah. and then you have a, a body inside of it. Oh. Um, steel tends to be a little bit lighter, but it also depends on the kind of steel. If you're doing stainless steel or... The different gauges, it's gauged differently and like the the thickness of the steel. Um, so she fell and she's on the floor and I'm trying so hard not to laugh. I would just piss my pants. And okay. I was keeping it to like I my brother always said to me, like, if you want to laugh in church, just like think of dog shit or something and like you won't oh, laugh. God, I would have pissed my pants. So I'm keeping it together, helping her up, and like we just walk and then I of course I lost it the second we walked out of the church because I'm like, This is insane. Like what <laughs> when does this shit happen? Did she laugh? She, no, she was like, my knee Mortified. gave out. Like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know what to do. I'm like, okay, like, it's it's really fine. Like, 
Okay, we're not going to have her do any more church services. Oh my guys. God, that's a good one. But this one, I think this takes the cake. I mean, oh. I've asked priests across the board. My family has. Oh asked my God. priests ac- across the board um, if this has ever happened to them or if they've ever heard this. <laughs> and they're it. like, no. So my brother had actually volunteered as um, an EMT. So on Sunday evenings, he would go out. I'm just setting up the story. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. Sunday evenings, he would go out from 12 midnight to 6 a.m. on calls if they came in. This was in the middle of August. It was a younger man. He was in his 50s. He had a heart attack. He owned a business in a local town, so he was very well known. He died of a heart attack. We had the service. The wake was on a Sunday night. It was four hours. We had a line to the street an hour before it started. So it was very busy. Very busy, yeah. Um, You know, his wife had passed out in the middle of the service. Someone was throwing up. A guy had a heart attack. It was just like, it was hot. It was busy. It was chaotic. Yeah. So the wake ended at 8. We were there till 10. It was just a long night. So then my brother had to wake up for these calls from 12 to 6 because he was volunteering. And um, a local gas station had just opened up and they were giving out coffee to people that were in service uniforms, first responders that would go in there. They would give them a free coffee. So of course my brother had to go on this call. Get that free coffee. Yep. He had to go on this call. It was about five o'clock in the morning. So he went in for his, for a coffee with one of his friends, got a free coffee. Of course they have those, um, turbo shots on the label of these coffee pods, turbo shots. It says, do not exceed two within a 24 hour period. Of course, my brother takes three in one coffee. So he's at the funeral home. We're having every morning we have family coffee. We sit down. He's bouncing all over the place. And normally he hates days of funerals. He feels stressed. He comes in in an angry mood. He doesn't like to do it, but he's great at it. So he's making us breakfast. He's changing light bulbs. One of the light bulbs smashes in his hand. I'm like, brother. I say to my brother, you're going to be dog shit by the time of this funeral is. It was at 12 o'clock in church. He's going to crash, yeah. And normally, like, funerals are 10 a.m. No, 12 o'clock in church. So we're driving, and this is a drive. Normally, it's, like, within the same town. This is, we're going two towns over to another, to the cemetery. So um, we're on our way to the cemetery, and my brother's always on point, day of service. He's swerving all over the highway. He's not, like, right up on us. And my dad's like, call your brother and see what's going on. I call him, and I'm like, he doesn't answer. Call him again. He answered and he's like, dad. And my dad's like, what are you doing? He goes, I just threw up on the priest. (laughs) And I'm like, what? So then he's like, I don't give a shit what you're doing. Stay on my ass. Like, let's get this done. Hangs up the phone on him. So we're on the highway and I'm like, oh my God, my heart's pounding out of my chest. (laughs) My dad's like, shut the fuck up. You're so fucking dramatic. Like sit the fuck down. So we're getting off the highway. It's around about off the highway. He goes, look back. If you see the window open, it's the hottest day in August. If you see the window open, he threw up on him. If not, he's just messing with us because my brother's a jokester. Yeah. So not only do I see the window open, the priest is hanging out of it. So we get to the cemetery and my dad's like, just get out, leave your brother in the car. Hopefully he just has vomit all over himself. Just get out, get the priest together to get to the I get to the hearse. My brother's already out of the hearse. Not a speckle on him. Oh, God. I walk over to the hearse. <laughs> Mind you, it was a brand new hearse. We had it a month. 
Oh my god. I walk over to the hearse. The glove box is open. It looks like there's chicken noodle soup in it, and oh. the priest is crying. <laughs> He's crying. I'm like, oh my God, Father, I am so sorry. Let me clean you up. On the hot days like this, we bring coolers of water. So I'm dumping waters all over him. I'm wiping him down with the napkins. He gets over, he's saying the prayers. There's a glom of like chewed up bagel hanging off of his coattail. <laughs> I can't make this shit up. Were you crying? Laughing, I was like or trying so hard. I was mortified. All I can smell was vomit the entire time we were there. Thank God no one ever knew about it. Oh, they didn't know the family. So yeah. my dad goes, Okay, father, like my brother's gonna take you back to or okay, father, my son's gonna take you back to the church now. He goes, I'm not getting back in that car. <laughs> no. So we took him back. So the next day my dad looks at him that day and goes, Son, you have fucked up a lot of things, <laughs> but this by far takes the cake. <laughs> Yeah, so that that's the funniest. To to this day, I will never. I think that's the best story. That is so good. You were almost you were you were gonna tell me it earlier, but I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, save it. Save was it, it for worth me. the wait? Oh, this is so good. <laughs> oh my god, I love that he threw up on the priest. That's yep. very exorcist. Oh yeah, super exorcist. Um. So do you ever have to <laughs> back to the morbid shit? Do you ever have to exhume a body and like for a murder case or anything? Not so much for murder cases. Um, some of those, the attorney general's office will hold those up. But um, we have had someone that, you know, all of their family was buried somewhere else and they wanted to exhume them and bury them with the family. So we've done that. It's 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 really like we try to deter people from doing that. Yeah, it's annoying. It just, it, it's just annoying for them and for everyone. It's just a pain in the ass. No stupid question you guys don't dig the holes correct no there's grave diggers yes so they're not a part of your crew i always assume that they were like like in cahoots like you guys are no No. okay i mean i guess you can like dupe it like you dupe like a maitre d at a restaurant like to get a good seat i guess you could like (laughs) dupe them to get them up to your hole and dig your Your hole hole. first my god my hole (laughs) but that's not really how it works talk to me about caskets they're um is there like a rolls royce of caskets yeah, um, Michael Jackson. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was buried in the Promethean. I could be wrong. I'm not sure if that's the name. It's like a gold casket. Oh, it's gold? How yeah. much does that go for? Beautiful. I don't know, like 50 Jesus. What's the most expensive one you have? I think that's it. I want to be in that one. Actually, no. Um, it's a full couch, too, which means the whole thing opens. So your legs are, are on display. That's so weird. Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you a personal question. Do you want to be cremated or no, buried? Buried. Really? Why? I don't know. I'm just super old school Italian. I want to be buried. Interesting. I want to be cremated because I'm very claustrophobic. Yeah, but you don't think you're going to be claustrophobic in an oven burning? Burn me. Oh. And I want my ashes all over the New York City benches. Okay. I want to be in rich ladies' so the hair. The bums will touch you. The bums will touch me. Oh, yeah. You'll I'll be, be all over those bums. The rich ladies' jackets. Oh, yeah. That's, That's my nice. plan. Um, this was fun. This was so fun. Thank you so much for having me. Do you have any questions for me? I'm just honored. This is your 50th episode. Yeah, I feel like we've been I, talking about this. I'm so proud of you and all your you. endeavors. This is so much fun, and I'm happy that... Guys, we did this in less than 24 hours. I, I texted her. I was like, what are you doing this week? I need to like, come over tomorrow. I was like, done. And that was it. That was it. Well, Carmela, I love you so much. Danny, and I love you. 
I can't this wait. This has to, been fabulous. Thank you. I can't wait to listen to this. I know. I got to chop it up, guys. You, you better. I'm not going to be canceled. Snips. I will not be canceled. No, you can't be. I don't want to be canceled. <laughs> you won't be canceled. I better not be. No, God, no. <laughs> I will send it to you um, to listen to it beforehand. Also, I have to do this with all my guests. Do you approve of this? Can I post it? I approve of it. Okay, good. Because it's a whole thing with legal. My sister was like, you have to have them sign off on something. I approve this message. Perfect. Okay. Um, I love you and thank you for coming. Love you. Thank you for having me.